Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Eyes Up Here. I'm your host, Lindsay Palos. Today, I've got a really special guest in the studio, but before I get to him, um, we're filming this podcast, so you can check it out. We're here at the Focus TV Studios, so check it out, YouTube. I'll tell you. I'll link it. Whatever. Um, My special guest. Let's go back to him. He was really interesting character on Robin Big. How about you just introduce yourself? I don't even know where to start. Entrepreneur. My name's TV star. Been on reality TV for a long time. Uh, and now I podcast a lot. I run a clothing company called Young and Reckless. Yes. Trying to inspire young people to get out there and chase their dreams. And not be reckless? And be reckless. Fuck yeah. Yeah, reckless. be crazy. Do okay. what you want to do. Just don't get arrested. Oh my God. Uh, and that's me. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, oh, you're real. Na- so you're, you go by drama or a lot of people. It depends. I'm getting older now. Yeah. 31. So I think like drama, you know, and kind of 50, 50. Now you're going for, you want to be called resolution? I would like to be called <laughs> peace and love. That's hot. Half. I think meta world peace kind of like super uh, swag. Did, but. Yeah. Well, I, I'll be creative. I'll figure that one out. But yeah, drama, real name is Chris. Chris, how do I say your last name? Path. Path. First F is there for no reason. I love that. Yeah. P-F-A-F-F. Just keep you guessing. I like your last name because it starts with a P and it's five letters and so is mine. We're pretty rare. Oh, you're right. We're so rare. Yeah. Yeah. P5 gang. It's a sh- Stop. Just saying you're in or you're out. Oh, my God. Everyone right now is like, P. P- they're like, do I fit in or Darn not? Darn it. I have seven letters. Anyone with the last name Peter, you're great. But anyway, um, so what? So you do so much. I knew you from Robin Big, mm-hmm. for sure. My boyfriend made me watch that show because mm-hmm. people are like blowing stuff up and jumping out of things and they're all dressing up. Yeah. Thank it's you, boyfriend. A, yeah. I'm, I'm much more of a Real Housewives girl, I, yeah, but I, I really love the show. Thank you. Yeah. What was that like? No, I want to go. You're from Ohio, actually. We were from talking Ohio. about this. Akron. Akron, Ohio. Yep. What is that like? It is. We were talking about it a little bit before we started recording. It's pretty dull. Oh, my God. How it's so? It's small. Like, here's the thing. It's a um, very small town. And I always say this because um, I just remembered it recently, and it's a perfect description of what my town is like. Um In my high school, when you would look out the window of our classrooms, there'd be a farm with cows. And so we'd like watch the cows all day, right? (laughs) And and people would literally get in trouble, like stop watching the cows, we're trying to learn algebra here. And I remember that one of the biggest like news days of the town was that one of the cows escaped and we were getting sort (laughs) of live updates via landlines um, at the time of where the cow was spotted last, um, who was chasing it. And finally they captured the cow, Uh, no harm. And uh, that was a big day for Akron, Ohio. Dude, it's not even like that's the second Ohio story where an animal has escaped. Yeah. There was a story about Zanesville. Yeah. I remember hearing where this person had all these zoo animals and they escaped. And then it was like mass zoo terror in Zanesville. Yeah. Have you ever heard of it? The Zanesville Massacre or something? I vaguely. Zanesville Massacre sounds so terrible. I'm pretty sure that's what it says on Google. Who got massacred? The animals, because they had to kill the animals. Oh, they killed them all? And then the owner of the animals was eaten by some kind of lion, tiger, or bear. Yeah, that certifies as a massacre. Um, Yeah. I don't, I vaguely, it's sounding kind of familiar, but to be honest, I don't really remember that. No. Like, how long ago was it? You're staring at the cows for too long. Was I know. All I care about is cows. I'm more of a cow guy. That's so cute. (laughs) I'm actually from a dairy farm town in Louisiana called the Ranger. There you go. We We can connect on that. Yeah. Yeah. Super country. Yeah. How did you end up in L.A.? I ended up in L.A. because I 
at a very young age, like 10 years old, I became obsessed with skateboarding. And LA is like the skateboard capital of the universe. And so I just knew like my whole childhood, the moment I graduated high school, I was moving to LA just to be like in the skateboard industry, work at a skate shop, do something. It yeah. just was like the dream come true. Yeah. Plus I just knew like the opportunities in Ohio were kind of few and far between. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, cow watching was getting boring. I felt like <laughs> I had kind of peaked in my career. Oh my God. And so I took my talents to, uh, to LA. So as soon as I graduated, I moved out here. I love that. Mm -hmm. But I actually read, um, so you were skateboarding. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit more about your skateboarding? So what? I was going to say career, but I'm not sure I did it. Did no, no career. Yeah, I wasn't okay. good enough. Okay. So I loved skateboarding. It's all I did from like 10 to probably 20, you know, five. Um, but I knew I wasn't good enough to be a pro skateboarder, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be like a filmer. I just wanted to be in the industry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved it. It was my absolute passion. And then... Dun, dun, dun. See, I know the information. I, I know injury. you had an injury. I had an injury. Like a, a serious injury. I had a serious injury. I hit my head skateboarding. Oh um, was in a coma for four days, That's uh, fractured my skull, had some brain bleeding, um, blood clot in my brain from the skull fracture. And yeah. It, How old uh, were you? 18. Oh my God. Yeah. It was right after I graduated. Oh my God. That's when I actually got in a crazy wreck actually right after I graduated. What kind of wreck? I hit a car head on and luckily I was fine, but I totaled it and it was a really scary, traumatic situation. Oh my God, that sounds that like it. scared me for life. Yeah. I don't get many people in my life that I'll ever get to ask this question. What happens when you wake up from a coma? You know, I've heard all the stories about like how you hear everything that people are saying and stuff like that. I don't, I didn't experience that. For me, it felt like I, I remember waking, uh, waking up, eating breakfast that morning, and then I just woke up four days later. And the craziest thing was, I was obviously, I was confused about why I was in the hospital or what was going on, but the weirdest part was that like my nails had gotten a little longer and like my beard had gotten, you know, like these weird things that you don't ever experience. Whoa. And so it was just like a weird time jump. Um, and it was strange and super scary, but uh, I don't remember like people telling me like, it's gonna be okay. It's just relax. Like, I don't yeah. remember that. Wow. Oh, my God. I would be so creeped out because my roots would grow for sure. Yeah. This you would all, notice it. Yeah. This is all bleached hair. And if I woke up and my roots were darker, I'd be so pissed yeah, off. Yeah. You'd be like, what? Nobody could bleach my hair while I was out? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. My nails would be grown out. It's messed up. You know, one of the craziest thing was I woke up and I couldn't read. Like, I couldn't. My brain wouldn't work. And I would look at words, but I couldn't read them. And then I like my parents were like, well, what do you want for food? We'll get you any food you you want. And I wanted pizza oh. from like pizza hut and i couldn't taste it it had no taste Ooh. and then i got home and went to get on the computer because i loved my little computer and i didn't know how to like like i hit the safari button to get online and i didn't know how to use the browser like Ooh. it was the weirdest that's thing like so my brain had to like reboot that's the thing about the brain too a lot of people when they see an injury they think they don't realize with a brain injury you have to compute the mechanics of your body mm -hmm. so if a mechanic is doing something that's familiar mm -hmm. your brain still has to process it like mm -hmm. a computer mm -hmm. so you may be doing everything you know how to do but if this is malfunctioning it's not going to register yeah it was so weird yeah, it was super scary i was always worried because even when i moved to la they told me that um because of the blood clot in my brain, I could possibly have like seizures and all these different issues. And so I was always so worried. I remember like whenever I would get like dizzy or I would, you know, sit up too quick and you get that dizzy feeling, yeah. I would just feel like, oh my God, here it comes, I'm gonna have a seizure. Um, and I thought like it was gonna cause all these chain reactions, but it really like, I don't know, all things considered, I don't have any side effects that I know of. I might be a little dumber than I was. <laughs> it was a pretty isolated incident. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. I feel like some of those things you've mentioned, that's how I feel when I'm really drunk. 
It's a lot like being really drunk. Because I've been on Bourbon Street reading a street sign trying to find my way home. And yeah, it's like having a brain injury. Well, you might as well have just got hit in the head with a baseball bat. Shit. And, and you're it, like, and it's self-inflicted. Where's the Four Seasons? Yeah, no, I, I was on the phone with a girlfriend at a time, mm-hmm. and this was before our phones were really great at pinning your location. Yeah, yeah I had like, it was before that. Yep. That was when you were in danger when you were a girl. Real danger. Imagine yeah. no phones. I mean, imagine I mean, like I'm going out for the night, and like I hope maybe call me tomorrow back yeah, on this landline. Yeah, that's when you got your address on your wrist. Ugh. I've done that before. I've written, if found, call. You've done that? I mean, have in you ever been to Mardi Gras? I'm from Louisiana. Like, yeah, right. if you go out there, you've got to be Mardi prepared. Gras. You have? Did you like it? It's brutal. It's not what I expected. Why? I expected like it's the movie scene and like, you know, it's a pretty like. Uh, it can be scary. Pretty rough. Yeah. But, you know, I think I went this past year and I feel like as an adult, I know what to I know where to spend my time better. And the daytime stuff is beautiful and picturesque. Yeah. yeah I love the daytime. I love New Orleans. I, yeah. We just stayed. Uh, we stayed in a hotel like right on Bourbon Street. And I remember just going and kind of walking around um, because we were filming down there. And Mm -hmm. so nobody really wanted to go like be a part of the whole Mardi Gras thing. So I remember I went and just walked around. I had a camera because I want to go get some pictures and like, it's just a brute. It's just a pretty rough scene, you know, like it's like, they're they're really going for it. Oh yeah. I've seen some brutal fights. I bet. Yeah. Seems very fighty there. Oh, I've seen it's fighty. It seems fighty on Bourbon Street. That's what I love about LA. It's not fighty at all. People can have issues with each other and they'll just like talk shit. Of course. To each other really quietly. But in in like Louisiana, they'll come up to you. And they'll be like, oh, do you want to go? They might not even say that. They'll probably just punch you. Yeah. That's how Ohio is. Like, Ohio, see, you just punch. You either yes. like leave the club with a girl or you fight someone. That's, that's just like, really what that's we like did the too. plan. Yeah. Like, oh, it's 2 a.m. Well, uh, I oh guess we're fighting because you want to come home. No. All right. You want to fight? Fighter, the other F word. Yeah. I would yeah. say it, but I don't fight or F. Fight that or F. That should be a hashtag. Guys, you guys figure that one out. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. I've always said Ohio is like a sister state to Louisiana in just it weirdness. It is. I just like I said, I think and not to hate on Ohio. I love Ohio, but I think Louisiana has a lot more cultural elements. You know, Ohio is a little like bland. Well, you know, I don't want to rub this in anyone's face, but the Louisiana purchase is why we're all here today. So you can thank us anytime. Technically, you can just thank uh, Lindsay directly if yeah, you like. Yeah, absolutely. So you can. I'm going to be the representative for my life. Yeah, I'm the representative of Louisiana, so you can just thank me, send all your well wishes. There we go. No, so you have this incredible injury, and then you decide to move to LA quickly after. Yeah. So I kept. This is what happened. My plan was graduate high school, move to LA like instantly. Instead, I graduated high school, knocked myself out for four days instantly. So I had <laughs> oh to. I had this blood Life clot. Life comes fast. Life, you know, sometimes you just <laughs> go this way when you want to go this way. Yeah. But um, I had to keep getting CAT scans to see if my the blood clot in my brain had went away because they didn't want me to leave until that was gone because there could have been some complications. Yeah, that's really nice of them. It was very thoughtful. So here's the funny thing. By the time November came, um, it wasn't gone. But they were like, well, you probably have some problems by now if there was going to be problems. Your brain will probably recover. Um, If you want to go, you can go. And so I just went in November. Wow. So you probably graduated in May. Yep. Injury, November. So what did you do when you got here? When I got here, I... um, just tried to figure it out if that i mean i know that's a oh, very that's vague. exactly what i say yeah the first year you're figuring it out i uh, say that all the time it Sorry. might have taken when like, i hit you it means i really no, no, agree. i like that that's how i know i'm doing good yeah, yeah. i'm gonna count the hits like i mean i had a 12 hit interview um i just you know i don't know traffic seems so crazy the streets everything was just crazy you know and i wanted to be here and i was so excited but like 
it was so out of my element. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just tried to figure it out. I have to imagine, because I had those aha moments when I was in the party scene. Mm-hmm. So you get invited to one party and it's like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. I've had Did those. Did you have those? Of like, course. what was your first like aha moment like mm. that? So I've probably had a million because my life went pretty quickly from like Ohio, like worried about cattle to um, <laughs> to like a year later is when uh, Robin Big kind of premiered on MTV. Yeah. So instantly we're getting invited to, you know, I went to Vegas for my 21st birthday, which to me at the time was insane. Huge. Um, and you know, I don't know. I, one thing that I uh, I really do remember going to the Playboy Mansion for Me the first too. time. Yeah, that's my first party. But I was pretty let down. Why? It just I thought it was kind of like Mardi Gras because you didn't smash or fight. Listen, I left Ohio. He was Ohio still doing behind. FRF. I left and Ohio neither back. <laughs> he didn't know what to do. He no, was like, I just Ohio it wasn't, FRF. It wasn't what I expected. It was okay. the same as Mardi Gras. I okay. went there like this is going to be sick. I've heard all about this, seen it in movies, and then you get there and it's just kind of like, oh, this is cool. Was it for the Halloween party? I don't remember. That's the thing. Because if you went there for Halloween, you for sure were going to smash and you would have a great time. But like it's the Playboy Mansion. I just thought you set foot in there and you're just in like adult Disneyland. It's actually a lot smaller than it seems on TV and yeah. on the show. The yeah. whole It's like going into exactly what you see on the show, but a dollhouse version. It's like a real backyard. Yeah. Like, like oh, sh- this is a backyard? Uh, yeah. I was hoping I this would it, be. Though. I like it. I don't mean to like completely hate on it, but I will say I was a little... I don't know if you've ever seen those websites that are like Instagram versus reality. Yes. It's kind of how I felt. Really? A little bit, yeah. Wow, I but, was shocked. But there was a lot of, uh, you know, Grammy parties and like just weird stuff that I was at that I was like, what in the hell? Like, how is this my life? It's bizarre. Yeah. And seeing kind of celebrities like in their real life party element yep. is the most fun thing when you just moved here, especially when you're like 18. Yeah, yeah, because they're real people. And they're wild. And they're wild. They live by different rules than we do, guys. I really, I called my dad at one point when I was at an after party and I was like, dad, they're doing weird shit here. Yeah. It, it's some wild stuff. Yeah, 100%. It really is like a rock star lifestyle. Mm-hmm. How, so how did you not, how did you not fall into the bad stuff? Cause I feel like as a, you know, you hear it all the time. Like someone who becomes a celebrity at yeah. such a young age. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm no young. like Macaulay Culkin. You know what I mean? Like it was like, I was a character on a reality show, but yeah. listen, I just think that I was <laughs> like, I had, my parents did a great job, loved them to death. Uh, had some pretty sound morals mm-hmm. and i think that more so than that to be honest was i wanted to win so badly like i wanted to be successful so badly and yeah. the idea of being able to live in la and live a good life in la was like beyond my wildest dreams yeah. and so every time anything really got too deep into partyville i just knew that that's gonna just slow me down or take me away from what i really want to do and i think that's the thing that like really kept me out of like the dark pits yeah you know that's pretty incredible well thank you yeah i'm impressed I'm, yeah so I, you're doing robin big yep can i ask what that experience was like as a as a whole insane insane right it insane because insane. like it's, here's the crazy thing we didn't like sit like we're not like celebrities by nature we're not actors we're not any of that mm-hmm. like they were rob and his uh bodyguard big black were just making funny videos for skate videos yeah and somebody came and said hey this could this is really something special this could be like an mtv show or something and so we just kind of started experimenting with that for like a year it was like a year-long process of trying to present pilots and stuff like that and them not being right and getting yeah. shut down and then one day they finally said okay uh we'll give this one a try and we had no idea what was going to happen, but it like exploded and became this like 
really this massive thing for the moment. And it felt like everyone on earth was watching Robin Big. They were. And My just, boyfriends were. Yeah. And it just changed, like, I don't know. It changed our whole lives and the way that people treated us and, you know, everything. And yeah. um, it was insane. And then actually filming the show was great. It was, we had a lot of fun. It was just like, imagine if you and your friends can come up with any idea. You have an MTV <laughs> budget and MTV producers to figure out how to execute it. And you just can do whatever you want. What was your favorite moment filming? Or your favorite thing you saw? Of all time? Yeah. I think one time I got shot Sorry. out of a cannon. Stop. Like a human cannonball. Stop. Yeah. And, um, and I think that even though it was one of the most scary experiences of my entire life, after it was over, it was like, holy cow. Like, not only do I have that on video forever, <laughs> but like, who gets the opportunity to do that? Like, that's so insane. I just survived being a human cannonball somewhere in a field in the valley. And now I get to like show it to the world. Not even in your wildest, like cow watching dreams. Never. I would not imagine a boy in Ohio watching cows could think that he would turn into a human cannonball. Yeah. I'm from cow herder to cannonball. That's going to be my uh, memoir. That's so sick. Yeah, yeah. That's I a good it. hashtag too. And yeah. I like F to F as well. What's F to F? To F or fight. Oh, F to F. F, F, to F, F, F or F. F or F. F or F and uh, cow herder to cannonball. Cannonball. Okay. So um, while you were on the show, mm -hmm. I was reading an interview you did for Forbes actually. Um, Sorry. Sorry to bother you. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> Kidding. But they were discussing that, you know, you were on the show and they wanted to know what your content was. Like, yeah. what was drama working on? Yeah. And so you created a streetwear line. I did. I actually had no idea. Really? Yeah. And because I've watched the show yeah. just in passing with yeah. the boyfriends and all that stuff. So I yeah. never really learned. Did the you know plot. the things separately? Did you know what Young and Reckless was? Or yes. No? Got I it. did know the And brand. you knew what the show was. But you yes. didn't know that they were combined. Yeah. So imagine my surprise. I was like, whoa, holy shit. Because I've seen Young and Reckless in stores. Yeah. I grew up when PacSun was huge. Yeah. So I remember seeing that and that being a really popular. That's amazing. Yeah. Let me tell you this. That's the best compliment you can possibly give me because I came up under like reality TV land. Mm -hmm. But all I wanted was to have like a legit business and, and like be a normal, like successful human being, not like a reality guy. Yeah. And so I knew that like I could use the show to launch the brand, but I also knew that it was always going to be tied to the show. And I was trying to figure out how not to do that. Oh, yeah. So that worked on you. They My literally plan worked, worked on, me. on you. No, I knew your brand for sure because PacSun, Hurley, that kind of streetwear mixed with surfer vibes yeah. was a whole thing when yeah. I grew up. Yep. Oh, my God. That's so cool. That's yeah. my dream. Okay, good. Literally my dream. So I'm basically making sure your dream came true. You basically, You're in a human form, made my dream come true. Mm. Hell yeah. Give me a five. Okay, yeah. how the fuck did you do that? So I read on Forbes. Yep. I love, so you know how Forbes interviews are really serious? Yeah. And I feel like I would be nervous. They ask you really technical questions. Yeah. And when you were answering, they asked, you know, how did you get this line started? And you were like, well, we printed some t-shirts and we went to PacSun. Yeah. And it was very like, that's yeah. all I did. Yeah, let's tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I was the same way. Like I was nervous about Forbes because it's just such a like benchmark thing to say yeah. you have an article in Forbes. But it's still one of the things I'm like the most proud of just because I, once again, it's one of those like never thought moments. Yeah. Um, but as far as how I did it, I mean, I, like I said, that was always my goal, like create something real, like, I was way more entrepreneurial than celebrity guy. Yeah. And um, I saw that the show was my opportunity to do that, to launch that. I had seen my cousin make a lot of money from his sponsors. I had seen Big Black, our other co-star, um, make a lot of money off of his own kind of merch. And so my goal was like, how can I create a brand that's not drama merch? It's a real brand that stands for something that other people can get behind. 
use this show to launch it um, and, and take it from there. Where I got so lucky was I was working on this idea and I was trying to figure out how to kind of integrate it into the show and how to like do this the right way. And that was right around the same time that MTV started putting in their show notes what's drama doing you know because yeah. i used to be my cousins i used to be rob's assistant and so they knew i wasn't rob's assistant anymore but i was still around so it's like well what's his like story like yeah. why is he around and um, sure yeah like what the hell is he doing here and um so it worked perfectly with the storyline and my idea and we did an episode where I had to prove that I was young and reckless by jumping out of a six-story building this is the one i wanted to talk about yeah, let's talk about it Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So who made you do that? Well, my cousin. What a dick. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But that was the whole idea for the, for the episode. So the episode was, uh, drama's launching, the, launching this clothing brand. It's called young and reckless. Let's figure out how to make that funny. And that's what they did so well. Right. Yeah. It was like, take something real. And like, how do you make it really fun to watch? Yeah. So we went down in San Pedro to this six story, like loading dock just out to nothing thing and they had a big airbag set up like where the like the ones that the stuntmen jump into oh my god and it said on the third floor it said no i think on the fourth it said young and regular <gasps> on the fifth it said young and risky and on the sixth it said young and reckless and so the storyline so was you whichever one you jump out of that's the name you can have stop and if you don't do it then you know, uh, I forget, like Chanel or somebody else on the show gets to take the brand. Oh, my God. Yeah, no yeah. pressure. No pressure. Did, how do you prepare yourself to jump out? Did they give you any kind of safety tips or like yeah. warn you? OK, that's yes, nice. Yes, but the them. safety Thank tips are worse. Why? Because here's what would happen. Some days, not all days, not by any means all days, you show up and there's like a full safety crew that MTV makes you have there in case someone dies. Right. And no. so not only is there like you show up and there's ambulances and stretchers no. and everything ready as you're walking <laughs> I'm in. I'm so nervous hearing that. Ridiculous. I would be so scared. Yes. And then here's the scary part. Then you have a safety meeting where MTV appoints like a safety guy um, to for this day of shooting. And you all stand around in a circle with the crew and the cast and everyone. And it's instructions on exactly what to do if the worst case scenario happens. So it's literally like, OK, if uh, drama jumps out of this building and completely misses the airbag and, uh, you know, snaps himself in half, please, cameramen, don't run in first. Let the <gasps> medics go first. Then, Rob, please hold. So back. they get it on film and it looks good. Well, no, you no, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, not that, that would be cool. Not, no, so that the so there's not everyone running in a panic and getting in the way of the EMTs. Oh. So they just run through the scenario of your worst nightmare, right? And yeah. then you go up, you know, you go up to the sixth floor and look over the thing. The problem is, there's cameras, there's audio guys, there's all this stuff. You know, it's kind of like you're legitimately scared out of your mind, but this is all around you, and you're like. Okay, well, I know that all these people are waiting on me. And I know that there's a whole episode that relies on this <laughs> being the ending. And so um, you kind of have no choice, you know. So but it's those. Go for it. To me, the warning is scarier than actually doing it. That actually sounds terrifying. The warning already gives me anxiety. Yeah, and then here's the other thing. I wouldn't do it. You have it. to jump. And because you're coming from six stories, you have to land as perfectly flat as possible. Mm -hmm. If you land too, like, sitting down, you're going to blow your back out. And obviously, if you rotate too far backwards you're gonna like break your neck so oh, it's sure. one of those like if you land perfectly flat it distributes the weight and you're all safe if uh -huh. not you're screwed so you kind of have to free fall so you jump and try to like land perfectly flat like forwards oh my god yeah it was yeah it it's, was scary as hell that might have been my first like big scary one i actually find that kind of beautiful and metaphoric though because it it you are young and reckless like yeah. that is your brand yeah it seems like when it's come to your dreams you've had to do 
you really had to take on you've taken on some physical stuff yeah that's kind of beautiful yeah i think that's important because i think i just put out a little video about it the other day i took my staff skydiving like two weeks ago and um it it comes off so cheesy or so easy to sound cheesy but there's something about doing a uh a physical having a physical like breakthrough pushing yourself past a boundary that you just didn't think your body or whatever could do yeah that really does apply to your mind and like what you mentally think that you're capable of and not, you know? Yeah. And I think there's something about going through those experiences where you're like, man, I can literally do anything. You know, it's funny when I think about my life and modeling and all of that mm-hmm. stuff, I think about the pain I've endured mm-hmm. between laser hair removal Ugh. and bleaching my hair yep. and like grueling workouts and even Botox needles. Cause I that understand. shit sometimes is really painful. I get it. I've laser beamed the most sensitive parts of my body. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not lying to you. It's hard. It seems hard. Did you have a safety meeting? <laughs> Listen, Basically. Lindsay is going to be doing laser kind of down in this area. Everyone yeah. just stay away. I needed to have more safety meetings. I had this crazy, um, this super wild Russian lady too. And she was, because Russians are, they can tolerate pain, I feel. Yeah. Because they're they kind of trained to be tougher than Americans. Yep. And so she's, she's laser beaming me and I'm dying. And she goes, if you want, I can crank it up for you. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would she crank it up? Get me out of here now. Yeah, I don't know. She, she felt th- like maybe you weren't getting enough pain or like it wasn't fast She's enough? like, oh, we can, you know, it'll speed up the process of the hair removal. I oh, went twice mm-hmm. and I left. It's not worth it. Maybe my dream isn't worth it to me. <laughs> don't say that. Have you ever lasered your hair, buddy? Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> I haven't. But I went one time with an ex-girlfriend and it just looked so brutal. Like it looked, I mean, I don't have any hair on me that I'm that concerned about. Yeah. And like it looked, Lucky. it looked brutal. It truly is. Yeah. Well, guess what? We have a mutual respect for each other. Thank you. And the pain that we've endured. I do. I'm so sorry that you had to endure all that <laughs> stress and anxiety. Yeah. But yours yeah. is probably a lot more like in small doses. Yeah. Mine's definitely small doses. Yeah. Coma is pretty, pretty big. Yeah. And then move but on. Yeah. But then it's over for yeah. years. You have like Chinese water torture. That's like, hey, hair true. bleaching, laser removal, just constant small Every pain. Every week. The, yeah. the, you know, eyebrow threading too. Ugh, have I you heard ever that's had your terrible. Thre- they made you do painful stuff on the show though. They waxed my chest. How's that? It hurt. Yeah, that could be worse. Yeah, At least the hurt. chest is a like a tough part of your body. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean that hurt, but yeah, I don't think it was. It's not the same as like your real sensitive parts. Yeah, he's talking about the badge. Yeah, there's no way. No. Let's just call it like it is. <laughs> the talking badge. about the badge, guys. It's there's no way. That's a whole different ball game, I think, than your chest. You know, I appreciate that you can acknowledge that for us. I do. Um, so now you've got this major brand. Mm-hmm. The sh- how long was the show on? How many seasons? Oh man, so Robin, Robin Big? Big was three. Okay. And then we did Fantasy Factory. Okay. That was the other one, which was... I feel like people still called that Robin Big. I think they did. I definitely did. Yeah, because Robin Big was like... Robin Big was like legendary. Mm -hmm. Fantasy Factory was really good, but Robin Big was like irreplaceable, legendary moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Fantasy Factory, I think we did eight. We did a lot. That's a long time. And after the three years, so that's 11 years of filming? No, so three seasons. So Robin Big's total lifespan was probably about, of actual filming, was should have only been like a year and a half, no more than two years. Because you don't, seasons aren't really by any calendar. It's yeah. just when they buy them. Yeah. Um, and then Fantasy Factory was probably like six years. That's a long time. A That's long a pretty time. lengthy career. So yeah. you left the show with an amazing brand. Yeah. What is that brand like now? So the brand is amazing now. We've had a lot of like ups and downs. Obviously, we launched off the show. Then we kind of like went and just marketed it on like superpower. You know, we did like 
back when Meek Mill was like the hot new artist, we did a deal with him. We did. We had every athlete, every everyone wearing our stuff because it was so important to me not to be cheesy reality show merch. Yeah. And so we um, then we took it to PacSun, had a lot of success there. Still have a great business with PacSun, but I then PacSun. Um, Macy's, Tilly's, Dillard's, all these things, right? Then what happened was about two years ago. Um, retail is just in a very bad spot, it's right? It's all different now. It's all different now. And so I think two years ago was when it kind of hit us as like, whoa, we got to make a big move here. Mm -hmm. And it was rough because you've built, you've put all of your work into like flying to these different retailers, taking them out to dinner, asking, begging them to try your brand. They try it, it works, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like years of building up this brand in retail and then all of a sudden, you need a completely different strategy. And yeah. so retail isn't like dead, dead for us, but it's having a lot of trouble and that affects us heavily. You know, they're not making as big of orders as they used to. Some retailers filed for bankruptcy and had to send stuff back and it causes quite a big nightmare. So that meant like sitting and talking to people who I'd become really good friends with that, you know, my marketing people and people that I worked with and having to let them go for no reason other than outside, you know what I mean? Yeah, like the they didn't world do anything. Well, we didn't do anything, but the world changed. Yeah. So you're firing your friends, you're restructuring kind of how you do your business. Like I always say, I replaced my sales team with like a content team, you know, because yeah. the sales team you don't need anymore. You don't need people flying around talking to Macy's. Um, and I built, uh, we just restructured, built an e-com team, built a content team, and have just really focused in the last couple years on e-commerce. And now, you know, we had a couple years that were like flat, you mm -hmm. know, but now we're back to growing and back to bigger than we've ever been. Yes. And, Ooh, I love a happy ending. Yeah, yeah, no, very happy. That's really good. And when I think about your brand, your brand has never been one of those in your face, have to buy it. Like you're really yeah. big on having people in the brand who match it. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I don't know. You're not like begging people to buy your shit. You just like, here's my cool shit. Yeah. And that it's cool. So I imagine turning it over and being like Instagram content and mm -hmm. social media content. It's hard not to make content that's it's sales driven. Mm -hmm cheesy mm -hmm. like it's hard to it's so sell hard. something online yeah. and make it seem like you didn't care because you fucking care if you have to make these all the content you make like it's clear you care mm -hmm. how do you how do you deal with that it's, i have issues with that yeah it's so hard <laughs> not What's, on that scale but like what tell but me seriously yours. anything i sell i feel like just anything you sell and even the way the fcc like you're supposed mm -hmm. to be very in your face about what is an ad and what mm -hmm. isn't an ad mm -hmm. so it's not this platform where you're allowed to kind of be coy with selling stuff mm -hmm. you kind of have to be like yeah buy this shit yeah yeah i agree and so for me here's the the interesting thing for me is like i don't have any fcc issues because it's my thing exactly. right yeah i know and so and i'm just saying but the reason why that becomes my own little struggle is because now it's all on your back not, no i wouldn't say that it's mm -hmm. this it's just that if i'm posting all day young and reckless young and reckless young and reckless I'm actually just posting my life and what I'm passionate about, but it looks like all I'm saying is buy this, buy this, buy yeah. this. So now like what I've tried to get better at in the last couple of years is how do you show like, you know, a more fun, diverse side of what you're doing and try to actually give back some value. That's why I started a podcast and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just saying, Hey, our new jeans dropped today or our new this dropped today, then you just look like a sh crappy salesman. Yeah. And, um, it's it's tough and i think as far as the branding side goes you i constantly try to find people that are going to fit the brand the problem is the brand's called young and reckless so on one hand that's really 
good because yeah. it's so obvious. Yeah. But the fact that it's so obvious is bad because uh, in some ways, because if you have the wrong person in it, it sticks out from a million miles away. Like, yeah. oh, that person is not in any way young or young and reckless. Right. Um, Especially fans of the brand who have followed you since Robin Big. Yeah. They know what you're about. You they know? do. And they've known for like nine years now. And like, you can't lie to them. Mm -hmm. And um, I think. I always just try to remind myself to play the long game. Like if you play the longer game and really build a connection with your followers and your fans and show them what you're doing and only do projects that really give back to what the brand stands for, in the end it pays off. It's just so tempting to go for the quick sale. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the like struggle. I imagine too, because you've grown from selling in retail stores to now you have to tackle the internet space. Mm -hmm. The thing with attaching a celebrity to your brand now mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what I'm thinking already, but it's so scary mm -hmm. because when a celebrity makes a messed up comment, mm -hmm. a nasty tweet, mm -hmm. they like a comment of a nasty person. Mm -hmm. Whenever they do something that may seem slight that turns huge, mm -hmm. they go, they turn to you, mm -hmm. the sponsor mm -hmm. or the person they attach you and they go, oh, young and reckless. This is what you, this is who represents you. Yeah. What does that say about you? We're going to boycott all your shit yep. because Meek Mill said one thing. Yep. Like the pressure to choose the right person. Yeah, it's is, insane. It, that part of it is insane. Hard. And this other thing, we deal with a lot of like young, um, obviously young people uh, when it comes to brand ambassadors, right? Young people, because for obvious reasons, um, rappers, because that's like sort of rap and that culture is heavily entwined into not only my life, but what the brand stands for, right? Yeah. And so all of these new young rappers have some sort of charge they're getting kidnapped every other day they're, getting kidnapped. They all they're have, like, like getting weird... kidnapped staging kidnaps yeah murderers it's and they all serious. have like abu domestic abuse or like sexual assault charges they all have them it's yeah. like part of the thing now and it's like and they sing suicidal songs which yeah yeah so i'm not saying you know and, and i'm not judging any of those guys obviously but i'm just saying like Stop. there's so much of that now that it's hard to you know i had a situation recently where I had a project all lined up, ready to go and had the retailer ready. And it, just before we signed the deal and did this really big project, they found something in his past that they're like, uh, we don't want to risk people picketing outside of our stores. Yeah. So we're not even going to close it. So I had to unravel the whole thing because of something from years ago, you know, but That's, it's a weird time for that stuff. It's incredibly stressful. Yeah. And I feel like any major brand it's impossible to escape because yeah. some of the most wholesome seeming people or the people with a clean background are one step away from saying the wrong thing yeah. or doing the wrong thing. Yeah, and it's going to be found and Ooh. exposed. Exposed. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make you wish you were at a simpler time, like it's cow watching in Ohio. I just wonder what that cow's doing now. Yeah, every time shit hits the fan, yeah. here's that cow. Let's go back to the farm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like it's the time in the show where I should pull out the notebook. Pull out the notebook. I have this little green notebook where I write all my notes. It's so good. Isn't it it looks like real, like, like I said, like homework or like, like I, I picture I you last night, like before bed being like, okay, I'm just wondering what are the cows like? When were you born? It actually says, dear drama, where is your dream vacation? Where is your, does it say that? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> what is your sign? <laughs> Sagittarius. No, it does say childhood life. Yep. Don't laugh at me. Um, no. Oh my God. You know what game I love to play actually with my guests? What? Well, I go stalk your Twitter feed yeah. and I see who follows you that I follow. Yeah. Like who's mutual. Is Riff there anyone on mine? Riff Raff? Riff Raff okay. follows you. Okay. Polly D follows you. Okay. And Polly D follows 34,000 people. I thought it was cool. And now I'm like, uh, it's not cool. Nope. Takes the value out of it. And I've never Probably even met Polly D. Really? No, like we have mutual friends, but I think he's just on a following spree. That's he's just one of those like follow everyone guys. It's fucking hurtful. Yeah. Pauly I really thought we had something. Up. Yeah. Come on. I thought we had something, but 34,000 other people do. 
Um, no, oh my God, I did write this one. Okay, so what would Robin Big fans be super surprised to know? Oh man, I'm, I don't know why I'm having trouble on that one. Because it's a good question in my green notebook, that's why. I feel like we've been like pretty honest about our, you know, like we don't have those like deep, dark secrets. Not one? What would they be surprised to know? The Chanel West Coast smell like... She was on Fantasy Factory. Amazing. <laughs> oh, you mean so anything? Anything. Mm. Anything that the viewer would be like, oh, wow. Didn't know that. Any weird twig. Like, like something. I don't think twig is a word. But um, any weird tick. Like a, like a character on the show has something about you. I'm really trying hard. I promise. I, uh, Does stumping your guests mean I did a good job? Know that I met, um, I met Chanel West Coast on MySpace. Oh my god! Uh, that's how she came into our world. Um, she had a MySpace music page because she is a rapper. You met her? I met her. I didn't know that. I brought her in. I thought it was for sure a Rob thing, and that I didn't actually know how we met her, but I thought it was. I'll for tell sure you the story. Thing. So here's tell the, me the yes, story. I got Duh. it. Okay, so the story is she hit me up on MySpace at the time. I was wanting to be a music producer. Stop. I will not stop. I was drama beats. <laughs> was my alter ego. I like that. Thought I was going to be Scott Storch. Um, so yeah. she hit me up wanting uh, to do music together. And I looked at her page and I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. This like young blonde girl from the Valley is like rapping like she's a gangster from Compton. Badass. And um, so we invited her over one night just to meet her and see what was going on. And she drank with us at my brother's uh, house and just rapped all night long. And so at the time I was staying at Rob's house and I went back to the house and I said, man, we just met this girl off MySpace, whatever, like she is, this is so crazy. Like you're gonna love, cause he loves like characters like yeah. that, right? And I was like, and he's like, invite her over tomorrow. So she came over, did the same thing at his house, rapping, rapping, rapping. And then as soon as uh, she left, he was like, she's gonna be my rapping receptionist. I'm gonna make her rap to every guest that comes into the Fantasy Factory. Oh my God, And that's cute. where she came from. I had no idea. So yeah. you discovered Chanel West Coast. I have a, an eye for talent. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm so impressed. Okay, yeah. I'm really glad I asked that question ah, because I actually, I had I no idea. One. I thought for sure she was a friend of Rob's or someone he discovered. Yeah, yeah no. That's I'm, all my you. music. Does she give you 10% now of everything she makes? I really you kind wish of, I would have worked that out earlier You really <laughs> should have yeah. worked that out, business guy. I what know, the hell? I know, because she's still on ridiculousness doing well for herself. God, and that could have been, you could have Chris Jennered that situation. Mm, darn it. Yeah. Um, and my last question on my beautiful green notebook is, who's your favorite hot girl online? Hmm. Do you have a girlfriend? I do. Okay. But I so maybe I don't want you favorite. to get in trouble. No, I wouldn't okay. get in trouble. Um, this is a fun question. You want to know who, oh man, why am I so bad at this? You want to know who I, does it have to be like an Instagram like type? I would really like it if it was a super hot girl. But you can tell the truth. Like a super hot Instagram model. Yeah. This is a fun question. Man, I'm just, oh man, I'm doing bad at these. Does that mean I ask really profound no, no, no. questions? The, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, let's That's keep it I positive. Yeah. I ask amazing shit. Who's your favorite? Myself. Great answer. Duh. No, um, I love like Emily Sears. I like blondes because I'm blonde. Yeah. I like everyone though. Anna Cherie, super hot, brunette. She's great. Ariane Celeste, love my her. girl, so We've known hot. Her for so I love her. I love Ariane. She's a great person. Can I say Ariane? Yeah, for sure. I'm choosing Ariane. Yes, she's I love Ariane. Incredible. I just love her. She's great. I love her too. She's so confident and cute, and one of my favorites. And she's been killing it for so long. Yes. Like she's been like I remember like Robin Big Days. I feel like we were like, oh no, Ariane. And she was doing Girl Code. Yeah. Yeah. So she was blowing up for a long time. Yeah. I'm really Talk impressed about by longevity, her. Longevity, Ariane. Good work. You have too, though. Well, yeah, but I don't. 
when you're trying to be hot, like staying hot for that long. Dudes already have it in the bag. Yeah, but I feel like dudes kind of get better as they get older. Until Women maybe do like too. 50. That's the problem. Women do too. And now everyone's going to learn that in my lifetime. I'm going to let you know. Women get hotter, more interesting, when do you peak? more fun. We, we never peak. Okay, but listen. We get better and better. When do men peak? Never. We're all going to keep. I say we rewrite the whole ages shit and we go like we're just getting better, more yeah. interesting, more stories, yeah. less angry. We're less likely to FRF as we get older. FRF, yeah. yeah. Hashtag well, FRF. one of the Fs. Right? There's nothing wrong with one of the F. Oh, yeah. I'm it's sorry. the other F that's I'm sorry. a problem. We, we, we do want we F, F a lot better. Or, or get a good night's sleep. Beautiful. Yeah. So anyway, where is your future going? <laughs> Let me hopefully end this. Hotter, hopefully just hotter and more interesting. Okay. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I think that um, I... So here's what's happened is like I've learned a lot about business from going through it. I've also learned about a lot about like content from going through it. And that's what I'm starting to kind of merge a little bit now, which is like doing my podcast, um, interviewing successful entrepreneurs and stuff like that. But the real goal there is to give information back to young people who are currently like cow watching like how I was, because I want that nice. person to say something that they heard on my podcast or whatever sparked them to go make a change or do something better. Yeah. Um, I think that like longer term, I'd like to always be involved in like businesses and startups. And I think it's a really cool phase of business, like trying to figure out where are we going to sell this? How are we going to sell it? Whatever. Um, and then doing a lot of, you know, media and content to, to keep like spreading that message and giving any tips or any, anything that I know to mm -hmm. other people. Cause I know how it was so valuable for me. Like when I was 18 years old and I started and I moved to LA and I just started soaking in everyone's information. You know, I didn't go to college. I didn't do any of that stuff. I learned just from seeing it was possible by relating to the people and then asking them a trillion questions yeah. and then going and making a bunch of mistakes. And so if on any level I can contribute to young people, like taking that leap that they didn't think they were capable of, mm -hmm. um, I would be very happy with my life if that's what it looked like when I was like 80. That's a beautiful way to send it full circle. Thank you. I like that impact to the camera. That's my goal. Hopefully that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a beautiful message. And I have to ask just because while you were telling me you were describing your future in business, yeah. because I'm really curious, um, have you ever considered what 3D printing may do for your business? Um, the I'm only, fascinated by 3D printing. I haven't. The scary thing is it could kill it. Yeah. Like that's what it could do for my business. So I think it either like I either Young and Reckless is like as a clothing company is non-existent because yeah. 3D printing works in that way. Yeah. Um, or it just doesn't work out kind of like how well i don't know it's a bigger technology but i always compare things to like 3d tv remember when everyone was selling yeah. 3d tvs maybe and every maybe I don't and know. every like samsung every everything had 3d capabilities you had to put the goggles on but nobody cared it's also kind of what happened yeah. to um vr i think vr is going to find a home yeah it is a vr but, thing but People you always VR see it yeah they thought it'd be huge by now yeah. and nobody cares at all it's just the thing that the weird guy's trying on at best buy that's right? absolutely true um so hopefully 3D printing never makes it to the place where my customers can have a printer in their house and be printing their own clothing. That's a beautiful way to hope that 3D printing works out. I like it too. Yeah. Because I would be really sad to see brick and mortars go and who wants to download shoes? It's everyone's the experience. Well, yeah. And I don't want to sound like old guy, but like you don't want to just be in your house on your VR, 3D printing a t-shirt so that you can Postmates your food and so Black Instacart Mirror. your, you know what I'm saying? It's like, absolutely that episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, it 100% oh. is. And I, I don't, I don't, uh, it doesn't seem fun. But that being said, if that is what starts to happen, we will adjust and there'll be young and reckless 3D printers for sale or something. I don't know. Yes. We'll find a way. 
perfect. Young and Reckless for life, everyone. I want to say thank you for coming on my show. Thank you for having me. This is I'm going to go follow Young and Reckless. I'm going to like all your stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do you follow me? I will. Okay. Well, I haven't. I wanted to make sure I liked you, but I do. No, you're That's really amazing. fun. Yeah. You've been a really cool guest. Great. Thank Have you a great day. so much. <laughs> How do I end this? No, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Eyes Up Here. Um, I'm at the Focus TV Networks on film. I'll tell you where you can watch this because I'm going to figure it out in five minutes. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening. Rate and subscribe.